You know, somebody jokingly said, I think it was Pastor Billy said, Bible is our middle name. And uh, that's the truth. It is. It is. And um, we, uh, as I said, 365 times we've met here together and uh, opened up God's Word. And one of the things that, um, one of the things that marks us, and I, I never want us to forget this, is we understand that God's call for us as a church is to faithfully proclaim God's Word. And so what we typically do, if you aren't here on a Sunday morning, maybe this is your first time you've ever been with us, what we do, and we'll start this next Sunday, um, we go through books of the Bible. And next week we're going to start at the book of Philippians. I'm going to start at Philippians 1.1. And we will look at Philippians 1.1. And we understand what the words mean and what the phrases mean and, and what God's messages to us through the book of Philippians. I had somebody come up to me one time and say, where did you guys ever get that idea to just go through books of the Bible like that? Where, where did that ever come from? And I, and I jokingly said, and I didn't mean to be, you know, smart, but I said, uh, the Spirit of God. I mean, God gave us His Word in the way that He did, and so we work through it, one verse, one paragraph, one chapter, one book at a time. 365 times we've done that. But today's a little different. Today's our seven-year anniversary. And so we want to do things a little different today. And we want to share with you maybe some stories that, uh, that you never got to hear. You know, Pastor Billy and I have been working together on this for a long time. Actually, I found a picture of him from 1999 when he photobombed a picture. Okay? You were doing it before it was ever cool, okay? And so we first started working together. Pastor Billy was an intern at the church where I was serving as a youth pastor. So today's message is uh, a little different. And we want to share with you the story of Centerpoint. The story of how God brought together this body. And the story of the people of Centerpoint. I, I, want, I want you to understand that Centerpoint Bible Church, it's not Lowell's church. It's not Lowell and Billy's church, like we're some kind of like, you know, organism that's attached at the hip or something like that. This is Christ's church, and you're part of it. And if you aren't, you should be, because the Lord is doing something here. And we want to share the story of the people of Centerpoint, and honestly, the story of the God of Centerpoint, and how he has worked. So let me give you a verse that, that we'll start out with today. Open up your Bible to Colossians. Um, go with me there to Colossians chapter 4. Great little book that Paul wrote. It happened to be the first book of the Bible that I preached through at Centerpoint Bible Church. Colossians chapters 1 to 4. And in Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, Paul, Paul says some things that, that I think we should consider. He writes this. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving, at the same time, pray also for us, that God may open to us a door for the Word, to declare the mystery of Christ, on account of which I am in prison. We see from this that Paul understood that the need was great. It was a great need. Paul was given the task of taking the gospel to the world that they knew. And he found himself in prison here. Paul was writing this from a jail cell. Chained to a guard, he writes these words. 
And as he's writing, as the Spirit of God led him and inspired him, he called out to the church in Colossae. And he said, pray for me. Pray for me that a door may be opened. That a door may be opened that he might do what? He might proclaim the mystery of Christ. Now, just let me tell you what mystery means. Mystery, don't think Scooby-Doo. Okay? It's not that mystery machine. It's not that. Okay? See, that type of mystery is like something you're trying to figure out the who done it. That's not what this is at all. The word mystery in the language that Paul wrote, what it meant was this. It is something that was not formally known before, but is now made known. See, here's the mystery. Here's the mystery. Jesus is the only way to God. For many people, there was a time they didn't know that. Maybe you can remember a time that you didn't know that. You might not know that right now. But it is the truth. Jesus said, He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father except through Him. It is only through Jesus that we come to God. Paul called it a mystery. Something that previously wasn't known, but now is made known. Now, coincidentally, the story of Centerpoint starts with a door. The story of Centerpoint starts with an open door. Let me tell you about it. Because I don't think you were there. It was September of 2007. It was right down the hallway. You see, my family and I had been homeschooling for many years. And that year, my oldest, who now is in the United States Army and is 20-some years old, okay, he was going into seventh grade. I was serving as a pastor at the time at Independent Bible Church. And we were placing Jacob at Spring Mills Middle School. It was the first time he'd come to school here. And quite honestly, we were a little nervous, didn't know what it would look like. So I came to the parent orientation meeting that night. How many of you have done those before? Those are fun, right? Yeah. Well, I came that night. Now, somewhere in here, I had the idea that the thing started at 6 o'clock, okay? And so I arrived at 6 o'clock, as, you know, you would typically do, and the reality was it started at 6.30. So I was 30 minutes early. Well, I thought, what am I going to do? I guess I had to sit out in the car and listen to the radio, but I think my air conditioning was out then or something. It was a hot September, August day. So I came inside and sat down here in the gymnasium, and I was the first one in the room. Now, the principal and the guidance counselors, they were running around doing the stuff that, you know, principals and guidance counselors do at that time. But, but I'm the only person in the room that's there to hear. And I sat down that day by the door. First seat in the bleachers, right by the door. Now, you need to remember something. I was a pastor at the largest church in Berkeley County. I'd been there for like eight years I knew everybody at the church. My role was family pastor. So that meant that I oversaw all the ministries that worked with anybody from 18 to birth. Okay? So I knew everybody. I knew everyone. And I sat there in that gymnasium that day by the front door 30 minutes early. And I watched every single person came in. 
every person who came in, I sat there and watched him walk by me. You know something? There was not one person from my church. Not one person. The room was filled with people. The bleachers were filled with hundreds of people. And there was not one person from my church here. We're five miles away, folks. We are five miles away from that big church where I'd been ministering for eight years. And not one person was there? Listen, that day God opened a door in my mind. God opened a door in my heart. Because I am my pride... And in my selfishness, and in my looking at myself, you know what I thought? I thought, man, we are reaching the county. We are setting the county on fire. We're reaching everybody with the gospel. They all are hearing the gospel. And that wasn't the case. Nobody came through the door that day. And God impressed on my heart that day. And God, I didn't hear an audible voice, okay? There was no finger on the wall. But I was burdened with this truth. That we are in a community. We are in a growing community. That needs Christ. And as many, as many good churches as there were, there weren't enough. And so I ran back to my office the next day. And I went to the secretarial staff, and I said, I want you to do me a favor. And they looked at me kind of weird. I said, I want you to call every single church in Berkeley County. Call every single church in Berkeley County and ask them how many seats they have in their auditorium. What? Yeah, just make the phone call, please, okay? And so they did. So it took about two months, and they called every single church. I don't care what the name of the church was. It could be the first church of Satan. I didn't care. Call every single church and find out how many seats there are in their auditorium. They came back with a number. I don't know what the number was. Not important. But I sat in my office and I looked at that number. And I thought, okay. What if they all had two services? Because at the time... At the church where I was ministering, we had two services. So I thought, what if every single church has two services? What would that mean? Can I tell you what God opened up in my mind that day? The door God opened up in my heart? If every single church in Berkeley County had two services, and every single seat was filled, both services... Less than 50% of Berkeley County could sit down. Let that hit you. Now remember, I was a math major in college, okay? I was blown away by that statistic. I couldn't believe it. And so God continued to open up a door in my heart. And in the meantime... Walmart was doing their homework too. And Walmart made a decision. They're going to open a super Walmart. And they looked at the whole region and they came to the 70th fastest growing community in the whole country, Martinsburg, West Virginia, and they placed it right here. And I said, okay, if Walmart figured it out, 
and I've figured it out, let's start a church. And so here's what we did. We gathered up a team. We gathered up a team. The first call I made was him. Say, Pastor Billy, we want to start a church. And what did you say? I said, I've made... I said, Lowell, I appreciate the call, but I've made a decision that I'm not going to open my heart up to any other ministry than the one I'm currently in until after a certain set of time. So at that time, I was at Fellowship Bible Church as a youth pastor, and I had made a decision with my wife, before my wife, and before God, that I would commit to spending five years pouring my whole life into Fellowship Bible Church. No matter what happened, I would pour my life into Fellowship. For five years. For five years. So, and so he said, hey, I want I want you to pray about planting a church with me. And I said, I cannot think. I said, I've turned many people down, and I, you know, and I cannot think about even about another ministry until I have at least completed five years at Fellowship Bible Church. Give me a call tomorrow, because tomorrow is the five-year anniversary. <laughs> I said, call me tomorrow. <laughs> and then we went to Brock's house. Yeah, yeah. And we went to other places. Yes. God put together a team of people. And I look around the room and I see some of you. 72 people. Men, women, children. Did our picture make it? Did it? There they are. 72 of us. The kids aren't in the picture. A few are. But the kids were in the gymnasium playing. Okay? <laughs> and uh, some of you were taking care of them. But God did a work. Now, you'll notice that many of those people, they fulfilled, you know, their, their call on God's life. But I look around the room and I see some of you and I thank God for you. Because you took a risk. You stepped out by faith. And you went through a door. And now God has called other people into a door. And listen, it's always risky. It's always risky. I mean, let's make a deal, right? Do you want what's behind door number A or door letter B, right? It's a risk. Following God is a risk. But now as the Lord let, it was clear to us, we had a team. We had a team. We, we knew who we were going to work with, okay? We had a community. We had a place that God was directing us, gave us an open door towards. Now we needed a place. We needed a place to meet. So he calls me and asks me about uh, partnering with him in serving the Lord. And uh, we had many conversations about what that would look like. And I was very blunt with my inadequacies. I said, if you want to partner with me, First, you're going to hear about all my issues and problems and, and weaknesses and things that will... I actually basically was trying to convince him that I might not be the person for this. It almost worked. It I'm really kidding. did. I mean, I was really good. I'm a good talker. I'm a good talker. Uh, so um, uh, in, in so doing, he did the same thing with me. And... Uh, and I think that's a good thing. A side note, it's a great thing to be able to open yourself up completely to somebody 
and let them know all the junk you have in your life and all the, the things that you struggle with and you're not, you, you know, I'm not this, I'm not that. And, you know, and still be able to say, I love you. I love you. And we can partner together in this. And from that, um, we started looking for a place. At that time, we called this, whatever this church plant was, the North Berkeley Church Plant. North Berkeley, North Berkeley County Bible Church Plant. Is what, North Berkeley <laughs> County really Bible Church. Yeah, yeah, it was really, really catchy. catchy too. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> have you ever, um, have you ever been driving and, uh, you know, you look back over, you're driving back some back roads that you used to drive when you were a kid. And you look back and you got your family and you're like, oh, look over there. There used to be a big old tree right there. You ever do that? You're like, oh, man, time, things have changed so much. Things change. You know, for my kids, I take them down Edmund Miller Boulevard when it used to be nothing. And I'm like, look, there's big buildings here and stuff. Right? My mom whipped me right here. You know? <laughs> and, uh, and then we drive, we drive a, couple more, a couple hundred feet. My mom whipped me right there, too. You know, and then, and then she, wait, there too, and, and there, and there. Oh, that was a big one right there. I got whipped there, you know. But you look back and you see how things have changed, be it uh, you can say to yourself, I was there at that moment when this happened. And even though everything has changed around, you know, that was a moment in my, in my life or a moment in your life where you say, that is where that happened. And even though things have changed, that's where it happened. Well, that's a little bit, a little bit how I feel about, about how we came to come to Centerpoint, to Spring Mills Middle School, actually. Um, if you didn't know this, there used to not be a road out here. Uh, right up here on the corner, uh, at the light right here, where Barney's is, has been there forever, there it just kind of stopped. It was blacktop, and then it was nothing. If you look back here, there was just, there was just trees. You go down Brown Road, and there, wasn't any, there weren't any buildings or anything like that. It was just fields. And Bobby DeHaven, you, you know that real, or, you know, Donnie DeHaven, you know that really well, uh, Donnie, because, you know, he traveled it all the time. And uh, that's how I felt when, uh, when I looked and I saw these things growing and stuff arising out of, basically, out of the ground. Well, we knew that Walmart was smart enough to build a temple in, in this area, and everyone was going to gravitate to the temple. Uh, and then we started seeing all this earth moving and these things just kind of coming out of the ground. We're looking around trying to find a place to, that we can we could call uh, a physical home for Centerpoint Bible Church. And I came from Fellowship Bible Church, and Fellowship Bible Church is right there on Daniels Road uh, in, in Jefferson County. But before that, we were in a place called C.W. Shipley Elementary School. And some of you actually here remember C.W. Shipley Elementary School. What we did was we gained permission, and we went into a school, and we set up tore down, and we, we were a mobile church for, at that time, it was going on 13 years that, that Fellowship Bible Church was. So the thought was, how about if we just go up and talk to one of the principals in the, in the area, you know, whether it be Potomac Intermediate or Springwells Middle School. Now remember, those are the only two schools that existed here. There were no townhomes. There were barely any homes down here. It was just, just beginning to be to sprouting. Um, it was only the Walmart. And uh, that's a kind of a tough thing to go and ask permission to go to, to be able to meet in a school. There's a lot of regulations, a lot of standards, uh, and, but it ultimately comes down to whether the principal says yes or no. And so uh, before we... Uh, 
actually, in at Potomac Intermediate, there was already a church that was meeting there. Um, it was a, a little church and stuff. And uh, so we said, well, let's try, let, let's try Spring Mills Middle School. Uh, cold turkey, walking in here, just trying to um, see where the Lord was going to lead us. And uh, if he said, if the Lord shut the door on that, then we would just look somewhere else. Um, so we walk in, and we meet the principal, and we start talking to him. And he walks us out these doors right here and stands on that porch area. And it's like one of these old men that kind of looks off in the distance and starts thinking <laughs> about things, you know. I remember, you know. And he had a little bit of the same type of nostalgia, but not looking back, but looking forward. He said, look out here. You see all these trees? See all this? There will be thousands and thousands of homes within a mile, a mile and a half of this location where we're going to be standing. And I didn't, we didn't really know where he was going with this. He was saying, you know, they're going to be, the businesses are going to be cropping up. And there's going to be homes here. And this is slated here. And this is slated here. And, you know, Pastor Lowell and I were just kind of, you know, just listening to him and taking it all in. We're looking off. Our view, our thought is, think of the people that we can show Jesus Christ to. Think of the people we could point Jesus to. And he was thinking more on the lines of what is going to happen in our community. And he, and, uh, and he said, you know, I've, I've turned people down. Now, this school was only about four years old. Four years old. Said, this school is only four years old, and I've said no to every single person that's ever a- that's asked. And I've had a lot of people ask. So we were like, oh. <laughs> you know, kind of giving each other the eye, like, uh oh, this is going on. He said, but I'm going to say yes. And at that moment, we never realized what that yes meant. Church is not a physical home, a physical building. Church is not a physical building. It's the people that gather in that building. And he was thinking physically, and we were thinking spiritually. We were thinking, what is the Lord going to do in the life of North Berkeley County Bible Church plant? (laughs) What is the Lord going to do? I want to share... yeah, tell a that couple story. Things. I mean, there were there were some yeah. really neat things that have happened all along the way with our connection with the with the school. Yeah. Tell that one you've got written down because yeah. it's good. We've done we've done teacher appreciation breakfasts. We've done we've done things. We've helped out kids here. We've done a lot of things uh, to create an outreach atmosphere here at at Centerpoint and Spring Mills Middle School. So uh, the the year begins and remember September of two thousand eight. So uh, I immediately know there's two important people that I need to connect with here at Spring Mills Middle School. The secretaries and the custodians, because uh, they run the show. And so I come in one day, and I'm, and I'm introducing myself to the custodians, and lo and behold, around the corner, a lady named Janet walks around, uh, around the corner. It's Janet McCroy. Her name was Janet Christie. She was my seventh grade math teacher. Why is math always coming to this? I don't know. <laughs> but she was my seventh grade math teacher. And instantly, we had a connection, uh, you know, you know, reminiscing about old times and how I got in trouble a bunch in her class, and, uh, um, which I did. And, uh, and through that conversation, she said, I actually am leading a ministry, well, she didn't call it a ministry, leading a, a program 
here at Spring Mills uh, Middle School where we gather stuff and we help needy kids for Christmas. And uh, her last name is McCroy, and I found out that Mr. McCroy uh, was working here too, and he was my seventh grade science teacher. And I was like, what's going on here? Already the Lord had gone before. Back in seventh grade, isn't it, it's amazing. Back in seventh grade, he had already planted connections, connections to Spring Mills Middle School for us to be able to interact spiritually with the school. So we had a great year. And, um, and the following year, I believe it was roughly the following year in June, uh, at the end of the year, I said goodbye to Mr. McCroy and, and Mrs. McCroy, and they were going to head off to, to vacation. They were coming close to the end of, uh, um, of their tenure as teachers. And, uh, and something happened. Something happened. Uh, Janet, for some reason, got really sick. And they didn't know what was going on. And, uh, and Warren called me. And, um, and I got a chance to go out and visit with her. And, uh, you know, just to try to discuss what was, you know, what was, what was happening? What's happening here? Um, and they didn't know what was going on. But she got progressively sick. She got sicker and sicker. And by, by August, I was going to their house often. And um, if you ever visit someone um, that is coming to the end of their life, uh, it's a solemn experience. It's a solemn, it's a, I'm very thankful I've been permitted to be in a room where that has gone on. I got a chance before she could lost consciousness, I got a chance to give her the gospel and share with her the good news of Jesus Christ. And through that, I was able to share with Warren as well. And if you imagine leaving in June, the, a school system, all the staff and teachers leaving in June and then coming back in August and seeing one of your staff, one of your fellow teachers on their deathbed. Well, we got a call one. We got a call one morning that Janet had had died, and uh, the principal said, "I want you, I, I I need you." He talked to Lowell. I need you and Billy to come. And uh, we had been preparing for this, a possibility, just not knowing what would happen. And we came up through these doors again, through these doors. And that they, it was like we were, it was like they, they had teachers set up to just keep the door open so that we could just walk straight in. The doors were open, everything was open, and we walked into that, into that back room. And, um, and Lowell said, you know. To the principal. To the principal, he said, you know, we're going to speak the truth. And he said, you say whatever, whatever you want to these people. And we opened the door. And it was, it was a room of mourning. And my thought is this, and this is the, the, one of the reasons why I want to share this story. God kept opening physical doors to us, literally physical doors to us to walk through. And at that moment, he opened a spiritual door for us to inject the truth of Jesus Christ in these people that did not know him. People need Christ. The need is great. The need is great. One of the things that has hit me as I've thought about the first seven years is all on the way God has provided. Let me share a verse with you. This is from 1 Thessalonians 5. Recently some of us memorized this. 
This is the tail end of it. It says, Now may the God of peace Himself sanctify you completely. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. And what do it here is that we have seen in this passage 17 different imperatives that God gave the church. 17 things that that God says to the church to do. And we know that when God calls us to something, He is going to be faithful and He will surely do what He promised us. You know, in those first couple years and, and even of late, you know, one of the things that we have said is all along, everything is... An experiment. Everything is an experiment. Okay? I don't know where we got that, but we, we have held on to that <laughs> time and time again. And some of you remember some of these experiments. Okay? And I'm thankful for a body of believers that is willing to take a risk. Let me just throw some things out here. Do you remember some of these things? Do you remember the Walmart outreaches? We'd pass out hot chocolate. Okay? Do you remember the freezing cold Christmas caroling? Oh, oh it was so cold. I felt so bad. I mean, oh. I really did. But I just had to stay home because I wasn't feeling good. Remember that? I do. Yeah, yeah. The community yard sale, okay? It was a cool thing we did. Uh, we did a date night. Mm-hmm. 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 We did a movie night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. S- some things worked and, <laughs> and some things didn't. And I remember one particular night we had an event. It was one of these ones that I don't know, I want to be gentle, you know, but it failed. Um, it didn't work, okay, it didn't work. And uh, Billy and I were on the phone afterwards, you know, and sometimes we get discouraged too. You know that? We're people. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we're like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it didn't work. It was bad. It was bad. I know, I know. <laughs> but, you know, everything's an experiment. That's what we would say. Yeah, yeah. Everything's an experiment, and we keep going. You keep following I'm so thankful for our church. Mm -hmm. I invite you to it. Mm -hmm. But I remember one day, I was wrestling with God's call for our church. And I I just, we were trying all these things. We try this and we try that and we try this. And we just couldn't find our groove. You ever been there? You just, it's like nothing's quite getting traction. But meanwhile, there was this thing that just kept working. This thing that just, every time we'd do it, it would work. Every time we'd step out by faith, God would respond and open up huge doors. And it was like I figured out then the, the, the unique mission that God had called us to. You see, I didn't want us to be just another church down the corner. I wanted to figure out what's that unique call that God has for Centerpoint Bible Church that nobody else is doing. And we figured it out. God had placed us in the middle of this school complex to reach these families and this community right here. We had a unique ministry. We had open doors that were unbelievable. And it started back at a gymnasium. But let me tell you about a Friday night two weeks ago. I came to a Spring Mills football game that night. And I walked up through the bleachers and I thought, 
This must be how Pastor Billy feels all the time. (laughs) Because as I walked up through the bleachers, I saw us. I saw us. I saw Center Point Bible Church. Now I know not everybody was there. Some of you were doing other things, and that's fine. But remember that day in 2007. And I saw teachers who were teaching, who knew Center Point, knew you, who had brought them breakfast or brought them donuts or helped do something, helped move refrigerators out of the home ec room. And it was there, and God had shown, He provided. He provided this call on our life. And I tell you what, my heart was encouraged. And every time we, every time we bless this school, every time we put this place back together better than what it was when we got it, mm-hmm. thank you for those who have led in that way. Mm-hmm. This place on Monday looks better than it ever does on any Friday because of us, because of the body of Christ, because we love God, And we love people. And God has placed this unique call to reach our community. It's been a blessing. I want to just throw a couple pictures up here, okay? I don't have time to explain what all they are. One day day in this community, we couldn't have church. There's been two Sundays we couldn't meet here. Who who knows what this is and you were there? Anybody? Oh, there's about ten of us. That particular morning, we couldn't come into school building. Because the snow was so heavy on the roof... The state superintendent said, you can't have church. So I did the only thing I know to do. I called Billy, who knows everybody, and said, hey, Billy, <laughs> what should we do? And he said, I'll call Mike, right? Yep, yep. I called Mike Scandicola. He owns Pizza Montese down here. And I said, hey, Mike, uh, oh, Billy, hey, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I was like, hey, man, how are you doing? Soccer, you know, uh, small talk. And then I said, hey, I need a favor, man. We can't meet for, for church on Sunday at Spring Mills Middle School. I was hoping we could... What? You want to use a pizza shop? You want to use a shop? Yes. Oh, come on over. I'll give you the keys. So I drove over, and uh, he tosses me the keys to the, to the shop. He said, just, uh, he said we start pumping the, pumping the pizza out at, like, I don't know, like, I can't remember the times. I Ten remember four, the times. right in the middle of my sermon. Yeah, it was exactly right. <laughs> that was a sign for him to, be, to conclude. And in conclusion, with the smell of the pepperoni, uh, and that is what happened. They came in the back and they started making the pizzas. And the, as the we were, smell of pepperoni <laughs> like, pizza. Wafted people started over drooling us. and stuff. And they, they were like, <laughs> you know. But uh, we had it packed in there. People were sitting on the other side. I think I might have helped make some pizza or something. I don't know. Uh, and, uh, and he just gave us the, he just literally, threw me the keys and said, it's yours. God provided. God provided. One of the things that we knew was that the Lord had called us to this place, but we also knew we were walking by faith. Remember, we're in a barred facility. Mm-hmm. And we knew we, we were always running a risk of being told we can't meet here. Mm-hmm. And so our leadership started to pray. We knew God called us to this community but we needed the Lord to provide. So we started uh, talking amongst ourselves as leadership. Uh, we knew that uh, God had provided Spring Mills Middle School. He had, provided, he had provided this for us. He had gone before us and given us this location. So we began to pray for the possibility of a permanent location for us to be. 
And it was pretty early on, I'd say probably the second year, maybe, maybe the, going into early the third year of our existence, where uh, a local man had, uh, had gotten some property, godly man, I love him to death, great man. And uh, he said, um, I was kind of hoping I'd give you some land. And, uh, My mouth dropped. And we what? were, what? And they said, I would like to give you all some property. And this uh, is what he did. We were sitting in a restaurant. I'm sorry, Billy. He grabbed yeah, a napkin. Yeah, yeah. He, he, grabbed, he grabbed a napkin and started drawing the property. He drew a picture. He said, and this is where I want your church to be. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is amazing. And this is what I think we can do. And this is my ideas and stuff. We share this and that and stuff. You guys have it here. And, and, One uh, caveat. You know what it was? Um, we had to wait. Don't tell. And, well, Don't tell. Yeah. We had, he asked us to wait. He asked us to wait to say anything. He said, uh, um, this, is what, this is my plan. This is what I want to happen. But I need you to just wait. Something with finances and things like that or whatever. And then uh, he said, but know this. That is yours. And we actually walked. I walked on that property and cried. We both were crying on this property. Uh, just be thanking the Lord for, for the provision. So... Throughout, the, throughout the, the second or third year to, you know, just recently, maybe even just a year ago, we've had a lot of people come at Centerpoint Bible Church ask us, hey, when are we going to get some land? When are we going to do this? When Finally, like, you wonder and, why we haven't answered like, your question. We're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're letting the Lord lead in that world, you know. And we have it in, in, our, in our pocket. We can't tell anybody. I know we frustrated we, you. We, can't, we, cannot, we, couldn't, we were not permitted to say anything by just being submissive and obedient to this man. A sad circumstance that I'm not going to go into details, but it's very sad. He was unable to, he was unable to, uh, to do that. And, and no uh, one was sadder but him. Oh, he said it to us, sadder and we said, we release you from this. Do not have this in your, on your heart. Do not let this weigh on you. We love you. You're still a brother in Christ. We still want to fellowship and serve and, you know, and be with you. Do not let this be a hindrance to you, to you at all. We forgive you. We release you from this. Because we knew. Oh. This isn't was, our church. Yeah. God will provide. We knew. We were like, well, he's going to do something else, I guess. He's going to do something else. <laughs> so then I was like, well. And then I got in the car and I started driving around, started looking at all these different properties and stuff. And I started calling a real estate agent and stuff and looking and checking things out. And I'm calling Lowell and I'm seeing all this kind of stuff. And, uh, and I kept going, going past this one section of property over here. And, uh, and I said, no, there's no sign or anything on it. Who in the world owns this? So Lowell and I went to... Um, went to the Blue Warehouse and said, do you know so-and-so owns this? Well, get this number, get this number, get this number, get this number. And we finally found the person. And um, as strange as it was, I don't know why, but in our minds we were thinking, Lord, would you allow us to be able to purchase land for $200,000? Now, remember, when we started, we stood right up here at this stoplight and said, Lord, we want to be within... A quarter mile, I think. It was like I a would mile? I was a half mile. But a mile. Within a half mile radius... Of this stoplight. Mm-hmm. And uh, God's given us the, the church office, uh, the ministry center, which is literally, I go when I can, you, you know, can touch the, lean, again, just, lean against yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we said, well, what, what should we do? You know, so we went and we called this man. We pulled up and in our hearts, the Lord was saying, you know, $200,000. Well, the man came back and you probably are familiar with this story uh, briefly is 
that he said, well, I want 27.5 an acre, and there's, you know, there's 20 acres there, so that's, what, a million dollars? I don't know what it is. I'm I not a math know, person. Like that, yeah, yeah, a lot of money. So we said, well, I guess we're not going to, I guess there's something else. I guess there's something else down but there. But I remember Billy walked up to the whiteboard, and yeah. I don't think God was, this was not inspired, but I remember he wrote on the whiteboard, 200,000. It's like, low. I just, that is what, I think I that's where we need to shoot. That, I don't know why the Lord put that in my mind, but... I thought that would be appropriate for our, the size of our body. The, it would strain us and stretch us, but it would not break us. But the man and, was asking yeah. 550000 Yeah. And uh, so I said, well, uh, I'm going to get my car and call the real estate agent. going to go around and look at a bunch of property and going to go around. And uh, he got it assessed, and it came back. And he at, called me. Can I t- yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. He called me December 23rd, 2014. Now, you need to know that... Strangely enough, this man lived for 20 years in Kaiser and was a drinking buddy of my cousin, okay? It's just weird how all these things are, okay? So we have a, we have a familiarity. I'm from Kaiser as well, so you know, so we talk the same language. He calls me on December 23rd, and he says, Lo, here's the deal. I don't want to dicker around, okay? I want to tell you what my bottom line price is. If you can't pay that, if, the church, if that's too much for the church, then no harm, no foul. We'll still go to the Stray Cat. That's this restaurant he wanted to go to with. We'll still go to the Stray Cat. That's fine. But, but I'm going to move on. I said, all right, no problem. What is it? He said, well, he said, to be honest, I want out of West Virginia. So, well, okay. A lot of people feel that way, I guess. But I kind of like it. But um, he said, this is what I'll do. Let's go 200000 for the whole field. I was like, what? What? My mind went back to that day when Billy wrote, 200,000, that's the number. I was like, all right, Lee, I think you got yourself a deal. Now, a lot of things have been like, it's been a long time, and we're still waiting to go sign the deal. The deal's done, but, you know, we're still waiting on some details. But God provided. God provided. Well, another verse I'll throw up here. Um, put it up before us, guys. Galatians 6. It says, Do not grow weary of doing good. Listen, church. This was God's word to a church. To a church that was called to reach a community. And I guess something was going on that it was tough times for them. I don't know all the details. But God said, Don't you grow weary in doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. Listen, God, God has given us opportunity. And opportunity is a funny thing. It's exciting to have opportunity. Oh man, it's great having an opportunity, isn't it? Don't you love when you have opportunity? But with opportunity comes accountability. God has opened up a door for us, and He has established Centerpoint Bible Church. And we know why we're here. He has made that clear to us. And we've only been able to tell a few stories today, but I'm telling you, man, if somebody decent could write, it's an amazing story what God has done. I mean, God has continued to grow us. God has continued to mature us. God has continued to multiply us. God has raised up leaders here. God has raised up servants here. 
God is raising up children here. God is raising up His hand here. And He is reaching this community. I'm telling you, now when I walk into this place, now a lot of it's because of this guy, but the Lord working through this guy, when, when we walk in this place, we're known now, Centerpoint Bible Church. The name of Christ is known here. God has established us. Let us not grow weary in well-doing. For in due season, we will reap. What God starts, He finishes. What God starts, He finishes. Because He is faithful. So He will faithfully do it. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. Pastor Bill, I'm going to say one more thing. Did you have anything you wanted I to do? I know you're I, busting. I, I can say, feel it. I, I, yeah, I go say. ahead. Go ahead. Um, maybe you weren't here at the beginning. Maybe you can't say, I remember we handed out Easter eggs, and I remember we, we froze on the, you know, on the singing Christmas carols. But you're here right now. And just as I can relay the story of me standing out on the porch, you know, and the principal there and looking off, looking off the distance and now seeing this growth and this change. Spiritually, we can, we can walk into Spring Mills Middle School and there can be moments where we say, my life was changed at that moment. Right here, in this, this square, right there. My life was changed for Christ in that square. Or you can, or you can say, uh, you can... Go up, go outside and stand and look at that field, that empty field. And you can say, I remember one day when that was just a field. And now it's the Lord's and he is serving his people as his people serve him. As we lay a foundation, it is not through a physical building. It is not through a physical building. It's through the spiritual lives of of the people in this room interacting and exuding Christ into the lives of everyone around. And, um, and those are the bricks that we're, that we're going to build. Right. Those are the, not physical bricks, the spiritual bricks that we're going to lay, the foundation that we're going to lay in the name of Jesus Christ.